New haircut. That's right. Nice. Guess, guess where I went? No idea. My kitchen. Oh, really? Did, did yeah. McCall do it? Yeah, McCall did it. <laughs> it's pretty good. Actually. It's pretty good. I, what do you I, have? Clippers. Yeah. Clippers, and then you know, finish it up with some scissors. Um, did you go like buy I'll clippers, or did you have them? We bought clippers because I had to cut Paris's hair. Got it. So now it's now. That's the same one you're using on the dog, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Um, wow, shirt looks good on you, man. Thanks. It's nice. It's a nice shirt. Some people have been getting them, but we got we've got. I think like 35 more or something like that. Uh, we'll go. They'll go. And that's it. That's yeah, they're it. nice. They're very very comfortable. Wesley mm-hmm. and I have our t-shirts and we love them. Yeah. Um, I saw Sun Level again. <laughs> oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. Nice. This is going to be like a weekly thing. It's just like going to drop by and we're going to have a barbecue like once a week. <laughs> I mean, Vermont, Vermont's the place to be right now. There's so many people. How many cases do you guys have of COVID? Very few. Very, very few. few. Yeah. Um, so in our county, there was two. Wow. Two weeks. That feels good. Yep. That I would feel very good about walking around yep. <laughs> if that yep. were the case. Mm-hmm. Except all these people think the same way and are coming up. I know. That's <laughs> you know, going to be the that, problem. Was well, there like a quarantine or no? There used to be none anymore. Got it. Yeah. So it's kind of. It's like in it's, Walking it's, Dead where like there was that one town with big fences around and and they would like maybe kill you or let you in (laughs) but you had to like offer something to the society but then the guy ended up becoming like a crazy person did you watch walking dead no but that that sounds like a very apt description of yeah (laughs) of of this situation it's we're living a non-zombie version of walking dead everyone you pass you kind of like do you have the virus (laughs) it's really made up um um, meeting people like for the first time really awkward. It's I've like been social... doing the bow. I've been doing like a Japanese bow to people. That's that's what you do. Okay, yeah. I, I'm I'm doing a nod, like a nod of recognition. I'm not a full bow. Is... I'm not going all the way down. Yeah, it's like more yeah. than a nod, less than a bow, but yeah. it's like a we're not touching hands. It's you know, so I used to, I'm doing. I, I, well, now that I think about it, I'm doing what I always used to do up in New England, which is I, I call personally the minority man nod, uh, <laughs> which is like because there's so few of us. Whenever you see another minority, yeah, you're just like, hey, what's up? Just a you nod. Know, just like just just a nod. Also, also like it's like a moment of recognition. If things go bad and these people want to kill us for some reason, we're gonna be together. Oh yeah, it's literally that's communicated in that nod. <laughs> I like that, but now I'm doing it to everybody because, well, because then you're you gonna ruin it. You can't. I know it's. You it's gotta no come up with something else. Try, the, try the, try the half bow. Okay, okay, I'm gonna try that. It's awkward, but you start to get used to it. This is no politics at the dinner table. I'm Tony Biancasino, and I'm Ahmed Prakash. And um, today we are not having a guest on because the more important news is uh, Biden's VP pick. Kamala Harris, and I think we should spend a little time talking about it. Yeah, we've been talking about this thing for a long time, so they didn't listen to us. Let's talk about it. All right. Well, predictable. Yeah, we kind of we kind of knew this was going to be it, but we're like, maybe not. Yeah. Um, I have very mixed feelings about this. Of course. Extremely so does everyone. Well, not everyone, but everyone yeah. with a brain. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, there's a lot of cheerleading going on, which I get because politically you want to create momentum and all that. And and she's not terrible. I mean, she's not all bad, and obviously she's got some good stuff going on. But in terms of the the possible roster of people, yeah, um, he could have selected. And even if it was just limited, as as he said that he was going to limit it to women, there was there was there were others. But yeah, uh, I thought maybe today we could talk a little bit about the contrasts actually between Harris and Biden mm -hmm. as a ticket, mm -hmm. um, because there's some weird stuff. I mean, we watched the debates, of right? And, and they went at it in the debates. Um, a few, I mean, obviously a few things. Medicare for all, she was for it, you know, mm. the the Bernie plan effectively, although she had like a decade-long rollout to it. Um, and so Biden we'll take was, it, though. We'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take that yeah. if that's, yeah, absolutely. Biden was for more Obamacare, which is basically expansion of private insurance, um, still linked to, effectively linked to employment. Um, so not so great. No. I wonder how they're going to square that. Um Busing and school de desegregation, right? Remember this? Biden was against forced busing. Um, Harris, you know, she made the point that she experienced it and kind of argued that it made her current life trajectory possible, right? right. That, that, you know, so that's a big difference. Um, there's a 2002 op-ed by Joe Biden. So this is, I, I read this the other day and... It's, you know, the crime bills come out in 94, seven years in, um, and this is just a quote that I pulled out from it. What works in the fight against crime? It's simple. More police on the streets. Put a cop on three or four corners and guess where the crime is going to be committed? On the fourth corner, where the cop isn't. More cops clearly means less crime. All right, so that's, that's Biden in 2002, right? Kamala Harris wrote a book um, in 2009 called Smart on Crime. And at this point, she'd already been the San Francisco DA. And I believe she was the attorney general of California at this point, or maybe it was 2010. But, you know, she was on the cusp of, of being a huge figure in law enforcement in California. And she's got a book called Smart on Crime. And so she writes, if we take a show of hands of those who would like to see more police officers on the street, mine would shoot right up. And then also says, virtually all law-abiding citizens feel safer when they see officers walking the beat. Mm -hmm. All right, that's her. So there's, there's some unity there, right? And then this summer, in the wake of the murder of George Floyd, she is quoted to the New York Times saying, it is status quo thinking to believe that putting more police on the streets creates more safety. That's wrong. It's just wrong. Right. So what do we make of these various contrasts between Biden and her, right? Mm -hmm. Like what kind of platform comes out of that? And then also between herself, like is, has she evolved on crime, do you think? Or is she riding a political wave and she sees the writing on the wall that, you know, her, her criminal justice background might be, you know, a political liability at this point and she has to talk a different talk? Probably both, all of the above. I mean... You have to go with her statements. I mean, the record takes you to a certain point. And any politician that's been around for a long time, including Bernie, there are blemishes on um, the record, the voting records, some a lot less than others. 
Uh, so I don't imagine we're ever going to have the perfect candidate. There are candidates that align more with our views, and she historically has not been one of them. But you have to really think about what is this election about this year, right? It's, it's about a couple things, but the real thing it's about is just beating Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And it's a really unique election. Even, even Bush, Bush G, G, GW's second term wasn't really about beating Bush. It was just about Democrats regaining the White House. Shockingly, it wasn't like we have to get this guy out of here. Um, this, is, this feels a lot different than any election in my lifetime. So it doesn't matter. I mean, I think all of the people we liked um, more than Harris had flaws that the Republicans will go after. If it was Warren, it's that she's a communist. If it's uh, Stacey Abrams, it's that she's never, she has no, she's lost a major election. She has no experience. Um, um, the, the Congresswoman from California, they were calling her like a Castro sympathizer, which mm-hmm. there were some statements that were not great. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, I think this pick, although it's not my the pick I would have wanted, to me this satisfies the DNC's um, need for controlling the party and holding on to the old guard. She, she, she. I think aligns more with the Clintonian Democrats is what we like to call them. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, she's not a puppet. You know, Kamala Harris. For all the things I don't like about her, she will fuck you up. I mean, I think I would love to see her debate Mike Pence. I think she's going to do fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think she can do more than fine. She's yeah, yeah. I mean, at the very least, speed. fine. I think she's going to yeah. mop them all over the floor. Yeah. I think a lot of her flaws when she was um, attorney general are those are the bad ones. I mean, there is some some policy in there that is really bad, but that was a while ago. And if she's now for Medicare for all, and she is for police reform. Um, she might very well become the president in this first term if they win. And if that's what she's running on and we get to hold her to that, her second term, assuming they win, I will give this a shot. I'm, I'm not, I didn't last night have any tears of joy or, you know, feelings of like, this is it. But it was very predictable, which we've been kind of saying we knew they were mm-hmm. going to do this. It wasn't that much of a shock. Mm-hmm. And I think... Um, I, I don't, I don't, my, my dislike for Kamala Harris is not that it's not so overwhelming that like, I'm really sad about this. I mean, I think she would be a better president than a lot of the Democrats out there. So, you know, right. She's not, she's not Klobuchar. Right? No. You know, so, so that would have been, Horrible. that would have been a self-inflicted wound. Right. Um, but, but, um, it's just it's weird to me. So I've got a lot of weird mixed feelings. Like Kamala Harris. So so she, obviously she's gonna. There's I want to talk about the, the historic nature of her nomination and all that. But on a very personal level, she's half Indian from and her family's from South India. Yep. And she used to go and see her grandparents who lived three blocks from my grandparents in South India oh in the same God. town. Right. Um, I like I did when, not when, know that. Yeah, That's it's nuts. pretty crazy. Yeah. She's you know, went to this place, Annie, Annie Besant Drive, and, you know, it was like very close to my grandparents' house. Yeah. And like, so it's like I was probably in, in Madras. It's called Madras Chennai now. It was, we were probably in the, the same town at the same summer sure. at some point, you know. 
So I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> that's yeah. that's interesting. Um, her backstory of her parentage is interesting. Like, you know, um, uh, the parents, you know, met as, you know, 60s radicals in Berkeley. And, you know, and, and she's got, you know, this history of basically by by being who she was integrating the Berkeley schools, you know, just by going to school and, and, and the busing thing. Um, so that's all, I find that all kind of very compelling. Um, where I have pause is when I read about her campaigns to become the district attorney, which traded on a lot of racial stereotypes about Latinos in California. She would, you know, send out these flyers of basically like a faceless, shirtless Latino guy with gang signs and being like, do you want more of this? You know, vote Kamala Harris, that kind of thing, right? So real um, dog whistling um, to, and, and, and real tough on crime talk and stuff like that. So, but you're right, that was then, right? We can say, okay, we can bracket that and say, okay, that was a different time. There's the historical context has changed. That, that kind of language would be, I think would be shouted down uh, right now by, by a lot of different quarters. Um, so, so fine. But the weird thing for me that's and, and again, I I'll I'll vote for a tin can over Donald 100%. Trump. So I will I will joyfully go in there me and too. vote yeah. for this ticket. So that <laughs> I want to be like frank about this, like no pause. Am I waffling? No way. I'm definitely Biden Harris. Absolutely. Yeah, we still get to criticize. That's what yeah, we, we still do. get to Otherwise, criticize. Forget this it. Is, this is where I'm just like, I don't know if I want the bumper sticker is is that um, that in this moment of the streets alive with calls for police reform, right. uh, radical police reform, if we can put it that way. We are getting a democratic ticket, which is the ostensible organized left in this country, which is the author of the crime bill and a DA. So that's where it's like, it's, well, what that mean for me, what that means is they actually don't care about the left wing of their party. They're just going to say, you guys are going to vote for us. So yeah, you go shout in the streets or whatever, but the DNC and, and, and this ticket is going to be, you know, it's going to be the author of the crime bill and a top cop. Well, that's because they, they think in the polls, whatever they mean, are showing that they're going to win. I, I, I assure you, no matter what the public persona is the dnc thinks that they got this i think they have it i mean I, I feel pretty confident although if trump won again i wouldn't totally be shocked but I, i'm still thinking they're gonna win this i mean if, well you saw that stat right that 50 percent of white americans would vote for trump if the election was today i did not see that stat yeah but that's okay i mean i think you're gonna see a lot of i mean the other thing is kamala harris kamala harris is the first African-American woman um, named as a potential vice president. It's very groundbreaking for, for, for everything else. It's extremely important. So that will rally um, and minority women vote. They, I oh think yeah. 60% last time. And the one before that 70% like that, that's huge. Yep. Um, I don't know what they're flipping with her. I don't know that, you know, are they going to get California? I, I, I don't, you know, that play to me, I'm wondering what state they think they're going to flip. Maybe they think Biden's going to flip um, 
Michigan because they bailed out. Well, I think the maybe they just don't think they'll lose Pennsylvania like they did last time, stuff like that. Right. You know. Well, yeah, well, which is silly. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I think when you have an opportunity like this where it's you really got to fuck this up to lose, which they have done before, um, it shows you your intentions with your pick. I There's no shot they were going to pick Elizabeth Warren or a very progressive candidate. Of course, they were out there. They, they had to do the due diligence because Biden slipped a month ago with his stupid notes. I mean, that's when they gave it away. So they had to pretend they were considering all wings of the party just because that's what you should do. But it was never their intent. They were never going to go for like a what Trump is branding the radical, radical left. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I just don't know. I mean, this is a tough pick. I would have got, if you look at, you know, AOC, if you look at um, that whole wing of the party, they're winning big. Yeah. They're winning big and in places where they probably shouldn't be. They're winning handily against well-funded primary opponents. So that, to me, um, you know, I had this conversation last night when I was talking about what I want to see with the Democrats. And, I mean, before Bernie, we weren't really talking about this much, right? Progressive candidates were like one in in every, you know, five states, you would get Mm -hmm. one little seat. But, like, this is – we're kind of babies. This is very new for us, and there's plenty of time – the danger is assuming they win this election, it is very likely it's a one-term administration and not because they're going to be terrible, but because they are literally walking into a disaster. And if the Republicans could get rid of Trump and come up with a psychopath that talks a little better than him, that's going to be rough because basically everything all these morons should be blaming Trump for for the next decade, they're going to get brainwashed again by the next guy. But they'll still, they'll still blame anything bad on Obama. Um, of course. The, the, I think, I mean, if you're right, and I hope you're right that they win, um, if, if the Obama administration's any guide, you know, they won twice in a row and they inherited the Great Recession and two wars that were going 100%. terribly, right? Um, so, I but mean, remember they they he, got swept in the midterm elections right after he got in, right? Well, that was because he put all his cards on Obamacare, right? right. So, but but um, but that said, he gets reelected, right? And so so the the worry, you know, in terms of courts and the judiciary and stuff like that, I think could be allayed by 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 that past, right? That that Democrats often have to like come in and just clean up what the last Republican administration did. Right. right. That's, that's often the case. Right. Um, uh, it's particularly bad right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know for, for me, I, for me, it's just, it's strange and a bit incongruous to the political situation in the left. Right. And the left largely conceived, not just like, the, the very radical left or sort of anarchist elements in the left, but, but even, you know, people who are on city councils and things like that, who are saying, yeah, we're going to, we're going to knock out this police budget, right? We're going to, we're going to actually do these policy reforms. Um, and, you know, 
reallocate those funds into social investment, um, that that this is the ticket, mm-hmm. right? That it, it's just kind of weird, right? It's just kind of no, weird. Like this is this is what it produces is 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 this ticket? Yeah, but you got to also think it could be very um it could be a counterpunch to what donald trump and that administration were going to attack us for right they were going to attack they're going to defund the police and all the sheriffs and all the stuff but like it's going to be tough to do because kamala Harris has been pretty tough on crime Mm -hmm. um lowered the crime rate where she was not necessarily excited about how she did it but she did and joe biden has been very pro-cop so they really can they really can um form a message that's like no we we need to reform this but how dare you try to say we're the radical left because they're not they're neither one of them are the radical left so that's out the door i mean trump released a, a fucking on his instagram a uh like a uh a, a video about them last night and it was weak it was mm-hmm. so weak it was nothing it was like so cookie cutter it was not what he's good at my fear is the is Joe Biden debating Trump? If I'm the uh, well, I'll save it for party favors. But I got a good one for those idiots. Okay, okay, all right. Let's let's take a break, and uh, I got I want to come back with a question about the, the historic nature of this nomination. Okay. So, um, if you're trying to quiz me here, no, it's not. No, I'm not. It's not. Just give me the F. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no. Okay. Um, we learned a lot from Freddie last week, right? So, oh my God. So, yeah. No, no. Phenomenal. Classes. I'm reading the book. It's, it's so good. I ordered a book. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. It's awesome. There, I mean, I'm underlining like every other line. Um, okay. So the good parts, right? This is a historic nomination. Um, You've got the first black woman, Indian American uh, woman, uh, who might well be VP. Right? And young. This is, this is yeah, absolutely fairly and young, could, and could be the face of the leadership of this party for two decades. Yes. Um, so, so that's that's all good. I think that's 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 fantastic. Um, now. There's a feminist philosopher who I actually want to get on the show. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put out uh, a message to her. Maybe, maybe she'll do it. She had a piece in the New York Times a few weeks ago. Her name's Kate Mann, and she wrote this uh, really interesting book uh, called Down Girl, which is about the philosophical logic of misogyny. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she's got, she's got this piece in the Times. It's a great title, uh, op-ed, Women Can Have a Little Power as a Treat. Um, and I'm just going to read you some excerpts of this, um, and we can think about this historic nature, nature of this nomination. So here we go. This is Kate Mann. While there's reason to regard Joe Biden's pending selection, so this was written a few weeks ago, of a female running mate as a step in the right direction, it's ultimately a small one. And far from challenging the prevailing biases against powerful women, a female vice president would in some ways reinforce them. 
We misunderstand the nature of patriarchy if we think that merely having power and influence are verboten to women, right? Totally forbidden. Uh, women are, are allowed to have power, so long as that power is deployed in ways that are not threatening to a patriarchal order, in the service of a male president, for example. And so, end quote. So basically what she's saying is that because the VP, you know, the expectation of, of the VP position is that you're just constantly, um, almost pathologically deferential to the president, yep. and always, your actions and thought always sort of symbolize your service, subordination, fealty to the president's agenda. Um, a woman in that position actually stays kind of, quote unquote, in her traditional place, which is in service of the man so that even though on, on the symbolic level she's like second um, on the symbolic level she's second yeah right uh, what do you what do you make of that so it's it's kind of an argument that yes it's a shattering of, of, of a glass ceiling because there's never been uh, a, a female vice president um, but on the other hand it shores up the patriarchal order because you know even Donald Trump I mean she says this in the piece that Donald Trump's got Kellyanne Conway, Betsy DeVos. He, he has women working for him, right? He's fine with that, but they can't be the ultimate authority, right? Um, and that the VP pick kind of pigeonholes women in that position. Two you, thoughts. You, yeah. Historically, you're the vice president. You're working for the president. That's every, that's every company. That's every institution. You're working for the president of your college. That, that, that's what you do. You're representing... Is it a male or female? At my college? Yeah. Uh, female. Yeah. So you're representing her views. You're not allowed to, you know, take over the message of the university you work for. So that's just, that's, that to me is a given. If, if you're, if you're picking me as your vice, I'm here to support you and your administration's views and your message and, and how you think you're going to win this election. Um, in my lifetime, I, if you look at the Bush administration, I don't think Condoleezza Rice was a puppet for anybody. I think she was pretty tough. Um, Obama's administration, I don't think Clinton was necessarily, you know, I, she was working for Obama, but she, she was pretty tough. I mean, I, don't, I didn't look at her as a puppet by any means. Um, and I would say out of all of the, the females that ran for the presidency, um, in the primaries, not many of them I would consider to be fit into this description. Tulsi Gabbard, no shot. Elizabeth right. Warren, hell no. Um, even Amy Klobuchar, no. Mm -hmm. Kamala Harris, definitely not. I think the nature of where we all collectively believe Biden's mental capacity is, even though we don't want to talk about it, and I and I don't I get no joy out of saying that. I don't think mm -hmm. it's funny. I don't like like saying the guy's nuts. He can't like but there's he's seventy seven. Yep. Right? And seventy seven year olds, a lot of them, they get old. I mean, I'm already forgetting my you know, names of people. So there is a cognitive um misfire that's happening. I'm sorry. If you watch any video, it's happening. Even when he's making fun of it, he's still doing it. So if we think Biden's going to be in there juggling and whistling and jumping around and yelling at everybody. I, I, I don't, if, if you're, if you believe that's the case, you're just not paying attention. I actually think that could be the case in most 
situations, I really think we're in a very weird situation here where the DNC knows Biden is a transitional president, whether it be two years in or in the second term. I actually think you're looking at a Dick Cheney situation here where Kamala Harris, we're, we're, we are essentially voting for her. I re, I've said that no matter who mm -hmm. he picked, and it's not just right. about her, whether it's a guy or, or a male or a female, I actually think she will have as much power as a Dick Cheney had um, when he was uh, GW's vice. Okay, interesting. All right. Do you disagree? So, so um, and I'm not saying Biden, I, yeah. you know, is like a puppet where there's a hand in his back. Right. I think he's got some ideas, but he's probably not going to have the energy. This is a tough job, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think perhaps she'll have um, more power um, and a larger voice because of this unique situation, as you've described it. Right. That that that's just the case. Um, the the other thing is that I don't know if it's going to be to the extent of, of a Dick Cheney um, who, you know, who is defense secretary, who, who knows how to work the strings of government in such a way that, that, um, that maybe she'll have to learn that on the job a little bit more. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. I think she's a hell of a politician. I don't think you're giving enough credit. I think if, if, if she has a talent above everything else, it's that behind the scenes. I mean, you read the New York times, article about her crumbling campaign she doesn't sound like she's that fun to work for doesn't sound like she's a pushover and i'm not you oh, know i yeah, think she'll yeah. get in there roll the sleeves up and get ready to battle and i'm not saying that's a good or bad thing I, i'm just saying i don't think she's taking this job thinking yes sir no sir i think she's in there like we're gonna talk yeah i now, mean i now, think now now cheney was obviously a very rare i'm just saying as if we look at pence as a puppet we look at Biden as a puppet when he was Obama's guy. I don't put Kamala Harris in that, um, under that label. I don't. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know. We'll see. It's all very we'll exciting. It is. <laughs> it is. Exciting. You can probably hear the, like the ambivalence in my voice. I mean, like I'm on the one hand, I want to be more excited than I am. No, <laughs> that's, I mean, there's, that's a, it's thing. still it's like, a long time. I, I, I also hope that it galvanizes the Democratic Party in some way. Um, maybe it will. I know, I know the, the, the left criticisms are going to be obvious. Um, we've provided some of them right now. But, but uh, on the other hand, uh, you know, this is this is a different thing than than 2016 because the dnc didn't really step in and in some ways kind of mar the primary process yes. as they did with bernie the first time around um here i mean he was a front runner this time around right and then things obviously things fell apart and we're going to hear about that um from uh, another person in a couple of weeks yeah. but but um but here, you know, pe people picked Biden, right? Like he legitimately, he, he, he steamrolled through and he got picked. So he's, you know, he's the nominee. So, but, but then the thing was like, people aren't that excited about that, right? So I'm hoping that this is the shock of excitement that is needed because the right is excited. Uh, 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 a section of the right is excited. 
I don't think all the whole right's excited. That's where we, we can disagree. I, I believe that there's a big base. I believe there's a there are there are Trump cult members out there. I know them. I know some of them. They're, mm-hmm. They he could kill their kids, and they probably still find a way to say it was okay. Um, but look at the Democrat convention. Who do they have speaking? This never would have happened eight years ago. AOC, Bernie, Elizabeth Warren's probably going to be speaking now. I mean, when did we learn about Barack Obama? When did the nation learn who Barack Obama was? You remember? Yeah, 2004. Yeah. DNC. That's yeah. right. He got on stage and made a speech, and I was watching it at my buddy's house whose parents were Republicans, and they were like, who the hell was that guy? They were Cupid struck, political Cupid struck. That's what happens when AOC talks. So they're giving her the national stage. She will one day challenge somebody. I mean, barring a fucking scandal or something horrible, which I highly doubt is going to happen. She's going to contend for the presidency at some point in her lifetime. Um, they're, so the D, that is a part of the DNC that is giving me a little hope is that they're at least realizing, had they not have put Bernie and, and AOC up there, people that align with us would be very hurt by that. Mm-hmm. So they're at least giving us some national time and we'll take it. Um, again, this is a, this is a election where you're either voting for Trump or against Trump and that's it. And that's big enough. That's powerful enough. That's emotional enough. The way Trump wins is if suddenly this economy kicks way back up and if somehow this Russian vaccine works, and then Putin, because he's buddies with Trump, vaccinates our country before everybody else. It's it'll be a landslide. Right. Okay. All right. So let's uh, let's move on to party favors. Let's with, do it. Yeah. Okay. I'll go first. Democrats first. Very easy. Don't debate Donald Trump. Don't have Joe Biden debate Donald Trump. So far, the basement strategy is working. The only people say it's not working are Fox News pundits and and right-wing political analysts are saying it's going to backfire. It's not going to backfire. Donald Trump, if just given the mic alone, he's a roller coaster. He wins some and loses a lot. Let him go. Just say, not debating him. It's, it's too dangerous. I'm not meeting him in person. He hasn't been wearing a mask. Uh, people around him are not wearing a mask. Make it about COVID. Don't make it about Biden. Make it about the way they've handled COVID. I just, we just can't trust getting into the same building with his administration. That's how fucked up he's been. And cancel them. Um, because I think he'll lose. I think Biden will lose because Trump doesn't debate on issues. Trump is a bully. Trump is the most powerful. If you look at any of his YouTube videos where he was debating Hillary Clinton, it's like 20, 30, 50 million people watch these because it's like pure entertainment, Donald Trump at his finest. Imagine 
Biden stumbles on words, Trump will jump in and say, look, you can't even, and it will stick with people. Do not put Biden on the debate stage. It is a huge, huge mistake. That was exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. I think we're all thinking it. Yeah. Don't get cocky here, dude. Yeah. Don't give Donald Trump released a video last night that was so weak about Kamala Harris. It was so fucking weak. Um, They don't have a whole lot here. They don't have a lot. What is he going to do? The crime bill? Big deal. Look at Donald Trump took out an ad to put the Central Park Five, give him the death death sentence, and they're all they just got exonerated. I mean, this Donald c- Trump's got. Yeah, forget know, it. Let's uh, not even get into it. You know, badgeless police throwing people in. Vans. Forget it. I mean, exactly. Yeah. So they've got nothing. He. This is where he excels. Is he's great at just staying away from real debates and just attacking verbally, making fun of appearances, the way he talks. That is what Donald Trump thrives on. And Joe Biden is not sharp enough to fight back. I'm sorry, he's not. Hillary Clinton's way sharper than Biden, and she got her ass whooped in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's that line by um, Mark Twain, is that never debate with stupid people because they'll bring you to the gutter and beat you with experience. Yes. Right, you know, so like... Yeah. Why would you even step in knowing that he treats it not as a presidential debate stage, but as WWF? You're not talking about issues. He's there to talk about. Here's what Donald Trump's game plan is going to be. My economy has been amazing. Um, COVID ruined it. You, your radical left are torching the cities and you have Alzheimer's that those are the, that's it. Mm. There's nothing else. Zero. And you're, and you're Obama. And then it gives, it gives him a platform to beat down Obama, which, um, ignites his, his base. So these are your options. Why would you ever, it'd be like going and debating King Jong Un. What are you going to debate? You murder, you feed your uncles to dogs. What are we debating here? Issues? We're not debating. You're not a real candidate. You're a, you're on the verge of becoming a, a, a fascist dictator, which is what you would love. So we're not debating. You're not real. But blame it on COVID. That's what I that would be my move is just COVID, the way they've handled it. We cannot right. trust that these guys are reckless. They're right? reckless. And yeah. and we're not we can't do it. Yeah. We could put out some statements. Yeah. Okay. All right, GOP. Yeah. Um so the GOP, they, they're probably doing this already because for a long time, you remember, you know, this and this is where like um, Obama called Kamala Harris the hottest attorney general. Do you remember that? I did not. <laughs> yeah. He was like, she's certainly the hottest attorney general. And that got, like, got a lot of bunch of laughs because also like this is like the attorney general of California. And right. you're like judging this person on how good she looks. Um but people also started in 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 the left press or or center left press, whatever mainstream press, started calling her the the quote unquote female Obama. Got right? it. Right. That and that's like a tag. It was like, oh, she's like the female Obama. You know, she's like this rising star. She's so smart. She's a lawyer, and you know, et cetera. Um, if they took that tag and repurposed it, uh, the GOP, they could maybe get some traction with that. Yeah, this is the female Obama, right? That well, they're going to do even, even they are calling her the female. Yeah. It's not us saying it. They are saying it. And so if you want more of that, you know, here you go. Yeah. I think they're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, mine is pretty simple. Fire Mike Pence or have Mike Pence go to another job like willingly. 
um, and bring in another big business uh, mogul as the vice president. Double down on economy. But, okay, so... Bring in a... I don't even know their fucking names. Like what would have been a Rex Tillerman, somebody he could fire in another after he wins, but um, somebody that can back up the, okay, we're going to get the economy. Next four years, economy is going to get even bigger and better than what it was. Mike is going to be the, whatever the hell they want to give him, defense secretary, whatever, who cares? We're bringing in, Male or female, doesn't matter. Just somebody that's very right-leaning that is a huge um, CEO or have started a company that's a multi-billionaire and try to convince these morons again that, you know, everything was rosy be before like, COVID came. Get Carly Fiorina. In yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody um, big, yeah. bring them in. Our concentration, next four years, These the, the radical left, they just want to take money from the cops and do this and, and, and AOC. We, our promise has always been the economy, which was the best economy in the history of the United States. And we're going to even beat that. And that's why we're bringing in more business people. Um, and that might be the only thing that gets some traction because I just can't imagine what, I don't know what they're running on, except for the economy was doing really great. Well, they're running on hatred right now. Well, well, that's, that's, yeah. that is, that's the core yeah. of their base is that's, hate. Yeah. It's yeah. just hate. That's, and there's, yeah. there's no way to any sociologist or historian is going to analyze this. It's going to be, these are people that are just bred to hate. Um, but they also like money and jobs and the yeah. idea that they can get rich. Um, I think it's the, I think it's the, the lifeline of that message of Donald Trump and, and why he won in the first place was people also believed the rich people that were smart that voted for him that like, yeah, this guy's going to be pretty friendly to the market, which he has been. So mm -hmm. I would, uh, Pence is going to do nothing in this next election. No one cares about him. Mike Pence. I'd go vice versus vice. Because that'd Pence be the person is, that's coming after Donald Trump. Is so robotic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, I, like, uh, he's like a robot created in a weird, like, conservative Christian yeah. antechamber, you know? He's so, nothing. Yeah. And, and, uh, and Harris is going to mop him all over that debate stage. Mm -hmm. I would. She's going to destroy him. Going to destroy him. And what is he going to say? You're pro-abortion. Okay, we've heard this guy. Let's move on. Uh, I would move him. I would have him step down, put him in another role, and I would bring in some crazy business person that could debate her just on economy and call her out for all her political things. That's like, hey, I'm not a politician. You know, basically what Trump did the first time. I'm not a politician. I have no record. Here's my record. I'm rich as fuck. And you don't. You just want to take money from people. You want to free healthcare. This. I mean, I, I hate doing these. Not going to listen to us. <laughs> but we're right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good idea. It's just Mike Pence is going to retire to spend more time with his family and who mother. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Mother. 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 More, it's Thursday. You know what that means? Mother. Taco. Yeah. Taco Thursday. No, Taco Tuesday. <laughs> Whatever. All right, man. Well, look, right. I, I, I'm I'm not not excited. I am excited. I I think I'm looking forward to this ticket now being formed, and let's build the cabinet out. Let's see who else is on there. Let's get Warren a job. Let's get um, uh, Abrams a job. Let's let's pack it with with all the women that were being considered. Let's fucking pack this thing with women, um, and do it. D be really progressive. I mean, if you're not going to be progressive in your views, be progressive in what you look like. Um, and that will ultimately turn into 
I think, a, a benefit for everybody. All right. Let's leave it at that. All right. Next week, hopefully Matt Carp. Yeah. We're, we're working on him. He's yeah. got a he's got a big piece coming out in Jacobin. Um, it's out in print. I just but, got um, it yesterday. Okay, just yeah, arrived. So I'm going to read it. Uh, it'll be online too. So, a lot uh, of good guests coming up. By the way, yeah, Congress. Yeah. We have a former congressman. We've got multiple educators. We've got uh, yeah, Corey Stern coming back. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be a good one. We'll talk about Flint because yeah. I'm sure their water is great now. <laughs> right, <laughs> idiots. All right, man. We'll see you next week. No Politics at the Dinner Table is produced by Amit Prakash. Um, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, our website, all that stuff. And buy a t-shirt. They're really comfortable, and all of the proceeds go to great organizations. Um, get on our you website do and do it. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> <laughs>